Hey, what's up guys? Today we're talking about the uh, Type 4 and we're asking the question, am I a Type 4? And I've got another video in my um, list there of help for the Type 4. If you haven't watched that yet, you probably should. Um, this is a video to kind of give you a view from the inside of what's going on in the mind and in the heart of a 4 as I best understand it. Again, I'm a 7 so I can only understand this uh, in a non-experiential way, just by self, by referencing, you know, the fours that are in my life and uh, through the information that's provided, um, and uh, by fours and about fours. So um, I, w I want you to think about this from the perspective, probably of like more like the work environment. Um, you know, fours want to be want to be seen as special and unique. And they are. They they do come across that way often as special and unique people. And again, remember the fours and the threes and the twos are all in that shame group or in that worth group. So they're asking a question of what makes me valuable? What makes me, what gives me my importance or where does my sense of worth come from? And if you want to just crank that up a little bit more and make it a little bit more uncomfortable, you can say, what, what right do you have to be alive? And I don't think the other types, you know, that are outside of that shame group think like that. I know I certainly don't. I wake up and I just think about what I want to get done, what I want to do. Uh, I don't think about where my value and worth come from. That's something that I settled a long time ago as a Christian, and uh, I don't really think about it anymore. Um, but I think the shame types, two, threes, and fours, they really do kind of wake up with a sense of like, you know, am I loved? Am I cared about? Am I valuable? What's my purpose? What am I here for? What makes me unique? What makes me needed? What makes me pleasing? What makes me a person of worth? And I think the four kind of answers that question either by saying, well, I'm special, unique, and different, and so I fit a purpose that others don't fit. And so they're looking for that place you know, of specialness, that place of uniqueness where only they you know, can fit that category and then that's where their worth and value comes from. And I think maybe some other type fours kind of look at it like, well, I don't, I'm different. I'm so different that I don't, I don't have to worry about worth and value. Um, that's something that other people worry about, but not me because I'm different. I'm special. I'm, I'm unique. So I think in one of those ways, you know, fours kind of try to answer that question of what makes them valuable. And they're not going to seek value maybe in the same way that threes would by accomplishing and achieving a lot, although a lot of fours could achieve, you know, great things, don't get me wrong. But they're not primarily trying to figure out how to get through the, you know, rungs, the hoops, to get up the rungs of the ladder, to get to the top of the organization. They're more likely to say, you know, to get into touch with what they really care about, which is something, you know, threes need to do, get into touch with what they really care about. Uh, something that's authentic and special and important to them and then they want their life to matter they want their life to count so just being you know a CEO of a company you know company XYZ may not be appealing to a four because they don't believe in the product of X Y and Z um, I think a four would much more rather give their life to something that they feel you know lives up to their values or isn't in line with their values uh, where I think a three could be a lot more just about the job and not care so much about, you know, what the what the company is I'm working for. Just it's a prestigious company that pays well and it's a great position. 
But when you ask them, you know, do you drink this product or do you buy this product? No, they, they may not buy that product. They may not even believe in the product. But, you know, it's the position or the place of value, the place or the office that gives the value to the job. I think fours are very much more likely to be concerned that their life is being aligned with something that is important to them, something that is, you know, uh, something that is true to their to their own values. Um, I think fours want to have value in the world and they want to be recognized um, as being a person of value and recognized and affirmed as somebody who is unique and special and important. Um, I think those are going to be important things for a four. Um, they uh, want to be seen for who they are and they don't, they don't want to be misunderstood. They want to understand themselves and they want to make themselves understandable to the people around them. And I think that's what that authenticity is about is they want you to see them for who they are and not for who you perceive them to be. Um, they struggle, you know, to um, uh, provide affirmation for themselves sometimes if they're not getting that from others. Uh, they want to be connected to people. They want the same connections that twos have or twos strive for, but it's sometimes maybe a little bit more awkward for a four to get that connection. Twos are, you know, direct about it. They come right up to you, smile and nod and take care of you and flatter you and all those things to try to, you know, engender themselves to you and to make a connection to you. And I think fours, um, it's a little bit more of a process. It's a little bit more uh, challenging to them. Um, fours uh, want to work in an environment where they can express themselves, where they can be valued for who they are, seen for who they are, be authentic to their values, where they can be known uh, for what they believe in and they can express themselves and their creativity and where they can know others authentically. Um, so let's talk about, like, just go through a, a, a top list, you know, here of, of um, what it's like for a four, okay? And if you are a four, hopefully this will, you know, just reconfirm that. You'll hear these things and maybe most of them or all of them will seem true to you. And for those of you who aren't fours, this will just help you understand, you know, a little bit better what's going on in the mind and the heart of coworkers or loved ones that are fours. All right, so the first one is, you see the work you do through the lens of your internal experience. So your work is based on and sort of happens through your connection through your emotional life and your inner experience and the people that you uh, interact with. And so you're self-referencing in that sense of you're looking inward um, through your own internal experience um, and you see the work through that lens. Okay, the next thing is you want to be seen and understood as you feel you uniquely are. So it's crucial to you as a four that you be understood and appreciated by others for who you understand yourself to be. Not who, you know, your label on your office or your label on your name tag, uh, but that people really get a sense of who you are and appreciate you for you. Um, not how others perceive you to be and that they're interested in you for you and not just for what you can contribute into the workplace. Uh, you're longing for that, for that connection that people are really interested in you and want a relationship with you, not just for what you can deliver, not just for your outcomes or just for your abilities or what you bring to the table. 
Next, you seek to connect with others in meaningful ways and you hate superficiality. You don't like all the surface level chatter. Um, now you can do it, you know, you can, you can make yourself do it, but it's not something you appreciate. You have a hard time maybe doing the small talk uh, because you want to talk about things that are meaningful. Again, it's that desire for meaning and authenticity and to deal with the deep things and probably four fives really feel that the bohemian, the four five is called the bohemian and the four three is called the, uh, the aristocrat. But I imagine the bohemians really want to talk about things that are meaningful, important, weighty things, um, deep things. And so small talk, you know, is just so superficial. It just seems like it's, we could we could use our time in a better way you know that we're that we're running away from when we're doing small talk and we're just chattering you know it it may feel like we're just kind of running away from um you know real life and real depth so next uh you you can't help compare you can't help but compare yourselves with others um and then what that leads to sometimes is dwelling on what you feel you lack because others may seem more charming or they may seem more you know effective or they may seem more likable and so you you tend to like then focus on yourself negatively because you feel like you lack something when you're you know compared to those other people or it may and so then there's going to be envy you know which is the sin of the four is there could be envy uh, start to arise within you that the very people that you're working with that you know are on your team that if one succeeds we all succeed sometimes if you're not careful as a four you can become envious of people who are contributors with you who are co-workers with you who are on the team with you not envious because you know of um, of maybe their office or their status but maybe just because they're so liked maybe the other people in the office seem to relate so easily with them and there's something within you that just feels like, well, how come that isn't true for me? How come that doesn't, you know, that isn't my experience? And so you may become envious. You know, and when you compare yourself with others, when you constantly compare yourself with others, not only is there opportunity to feel envy, you know, um, or discontent. We could just say that, discontent. But there's also the opportunity for you to feel arrogance or to feel pride. To feel like, you know, I'm after I compare myself, really, I know how to do this better. I'm really better gifted. I'm better qualified. I could do this job better and I'm more necessary and I'm more needed. And so then you end up with the other danger, kind of the other pitfall is not, you know, feeling down on yourself, but looking down on everybody else. And I think that's kind of that aristocrat, that title aristocrat could come from that, you know, that that I've got this figured out and I'm way more talented and I got a lot more to offer and after comparing myself with the rest of these slobs you know um, I really do bring a lot more to the table than they do and so that 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 constant comparing yourself which is what gives you your creativity because you're always seeing the differences you're always seeing what could be done you know what we're missing what could be done but I think you need to really be aware of that pitfall on both sides of either you know, the feeling like you don't measure up or feeling like you measure up way better than everybody else. Both of those could be destructive to you personally, to the people that you work with and to your overall work experience. Um, so I guess maybe if you could see yourself as a teammate, 
you know, um, and sometimes you get lucky and sometimes they get lucky. And sometimes we need the smart guy and sometimes we need the strong guy. And sometimes we need the funny guy and sometimes we need the nice guy. And sometimes we need the angry guy. You know, we need each person on the team um, and, and to learn to appreciate that we all have different roles. We all have different functions. And I don't have to compare myself with everybody. Um, I just need to do the best I can do and try to leave the comparisons, you know, try to let the comparisons go. That's going to be hard. I know. Okay. So you are sensitive to the experience of not being connected as much as you'd like to be. Okay. So, you know, this gets to that idea. Like sometimes you just don't feel like you fit in. And honestly, fours, I think all of us, you know, sometimes feel that. Um, I think, you know, we probably, and maybe not, maybe it doesn't bother us as much. Um, I know eights that I've talked to really feel like at times that they don't fit in because they're not going to play all the games that people need need them to play in order to get along. Um, and they'll tell the truth and they'll break relationships up just because they feel like they've got to tell the truth. And I know I've talked to some ones who don't feel like they fit in because, you know, they're much more task oriented. And again, they'll sometimes fracture relationships with harsh words or frustration. And, and you know, when you read through, uh, you know, and, and talk to twos, they work so hard at fitting in. And many of them, many of them, I think, really feel like the people that are closest in their life don't really love them right. And they may feel like they don't fit in even among the closest people in their in their lives. Um, so I think you're not the only one that struggles with this feeling of not fitting in. I mean, fives, for example, fives often feel like they're on the outside, you know, looking through the one way uh, glass. But I think fives are OK with that. I don't think it emotionally causes them a lot of turmoil. I think maybe they prefer that feeling like of being the safety of being in that inner sanctum, you know, and looking through the window at life and sort of studying it and getting to understand it. But I think this really does bother fours. You know, I think that they really do feel like that the group, you know, exists and they're somehow outside of the group, you know, that the group exists. And I don't know that they really, I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the impression that fours, really have a hard time just being a part of the group like they kind of want to be a part of the group but then when you really get down to it they don't want to just be a part of the group they don't want to be a part of the herd i mean think how that feel i mean how does that make you feel when when you hear me say that do you want to be a part of the herd you know do you want to just blend in and conform I mean, those are probably disdainful kinds of thoughts to most fours, just blending in and conforming and just, you know, working your nine to five job and doing what you're supposed to do, wear your drab suit and sit at your brown desk, you know, and move papers from this side to that side. And when you go home, you go home. I can't imagine that most fours, you know, that's what they envision for their lives. And so even though you don't want to like, you know, fit in, even though you don't want to blend in. Okay, let's say it like that. Fours want to fit in without having to blend in. I think that's pretty good. I might need to write that down. I think I will write that down. Let's see. Fours want 
to fit in without blending in. I've taken notes on myself. <laughs> okay. All right. So they want to fit in, but they don't necessarily want to blend in. I like how that sounds. I think that I think that's got it. Now maybe you can maybe you can even say it better. I don't know. Um, but you got that sense that you're on the outside of the group. If you feel like that all the time, you're on the outside of the group and it bothers you, then you're probably a four. You might be a two. Um, sixes want to be inside the group. They want to feel safe in the group. Fives probably don't want to be a part of the group. And it doesn't bother them that they're not so much. Okay, so next, you find satisfaction in expressing yourself in a way that communicates your unique experience in the world. So self-expression is important. And that's why sometimes I think you'll see fours, you know, wear the uniform a little different or something will stand out a little bit odd. Maybe they'll wear something in their hair, flowers in their hair, or maybe they'll, you know, wear some kind of unique shoes or something that just makes them set apart just a little bit. That They're just kind of like, it's like you're saying to the world, you know, I'm not afraid to express that I'm different and I hope you guys are okay with that. It's kind of like you're maybe asking for permission saying is it all right if i don't fit in because here's an example and then you know and then you've got something you're wearing you know maybe a piece of jewelry or something that makes you stand out so self-expression is very important to fours um, they enjoy the richness of the challenge of challenge of translating their inner experience into their creative work projects next you place a high value on being authentic okay we've talked about that um and it's kind of like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the feelings that you have. They're just feelings. They just inform you about what what you care about and what's important to you. And, and it's helpful to get in touch with those feelings and not to run away from them. Uh, but they're just feelings. And, the, and, and, you know, life is darks and lights and highs and lows. And, and you can't just, you know, focus on the highs that the lows tell you something too. And so fours want to get in touch with all of that information that their feelings are telling them. And so they feel it first, they think about what they feel, and but four sometimes can have a hard time moving that into action. Um, you know, actually deciding, okay, I know enough to know that I need to take action, or I know enough to know what the right course of action is. I think that can be a challenge for fours. Uh, it can be a challenge for fives, it can be a challenge for nines. To actually like take action, um, I know it can be a challenge for sevens because I wanna leave my options open and you want to have that escape hatch, you know, in case, you know, maybe I don't know enough and I, I don't want to lock myself in. But fours, I think, fours, uh, I want to, want to understand their feelings. I think a lot of us are running away from our feelings. So I know sevens can learn a lot from fours on this. Getting in touch with what they're feeling. I think about my feelings. I if I start feeling sad or start feeling upset, I mean, this happened just this morning. My kids were watching that movie Inside Out where it's all about the little girl growing up and all the emotions inside her. And, of course, I have four daughters. And so, you know, which they're all about grown now. But uh, I was watching that little clip of that movie and I felt a tear start to well up in my eyes. The little girl's growing up, you know. And uh, I thought, I'm done. I'm out. I'm getting out of here. And, and I, I think that just can show you, you know, that like sevens may not want to get in touch with all that pain and that. And I don't think fours are afraid of that. I think fours are fine with it. Like it's just a part of who you are and it's nothing to run away from. 
in fact, it ought to be authentic and it ought to be expressed. And it ought to be welcomed. People ought to, you know, expect it. And a lot of people don't expect it. You know, a lot of people see that as moodiness. They see that as melancholy. And you're probably, if you're a four, you probably get misunderstood at work as being a moody person or being a melancholy person or a withdrawn person. And there's probably a lot of labels that people slap on you because they don't know how to deal with you because they don't know how to deal with all that because we tend to shove our emotions down. Sixes will shove their fears down and sevens will shove their pain down and you know, eights will shove their kindness, you know, they'll show that to the to the infants and to the old folks and to the disabled, but they'll kind of they'll kind of, you know, afraid of looking vulnerable to others and nines, you know, shove everything down. Um, so fours, I mean, they just want to express it. It's on the inside. It ought to come out. It's on the inside. Why, why is everybody afraid, you know, to, why is everybody so shocked to deal with all these, uh, things that are on the inside? And I think a lot of us just don't know what to do with that. It's not that maybe we're, it may not be, we're trying to avoid you. It may be, we're trying to avoid the things that you're not afraid to avoid. That's good. That's, I should take notes on that too. That's really good. I'll see if I can say that again. It may not be that we're trying to avoid you. It may be that we're trying to avoid the things that you're not afraid to avoid. Let that sink in. If you're a four, that might just give you a, you know, a lift for the day. Okay, so high value on being authentic. You can be emotional. Uh-oh. You can be emotional. You probably know that about yourself if you're a four. You've probably been called that. You know, and probably it frustrates you when people say that to you. But you could tend to be a little sensitive. All right. You've probably been called that before, too. Moody. Um, and these strong emotions have probably caused, you know, some challenges for you in some of your relationships. You need to find somebody that's understanding and somebody that can be patient and somebody that doesn't feel like they have to fix your problems because that's probably going to be really frustrating when you start unloading all these deep feelings all this angst and turmoil and tension and things that are going on and joy too. I don't mean to be facetious and just say, you know, trouble and pain, but also, you know, your happiness and your, your, you know, your deep, meaningful ideas. You, you probably got, you probably got to find somebody that doesn't feel like they, that you need that, that they've got to answer all of your deep, thoughts and deep feelings that they have to salve all of them because you probably don't want that you just want to con have conversation you just want to express it and you may need if you are with a four then hear that if you are a four and you have somebody in your relationship you're with then maybe you need to express this to them that that you don't necessarily need somebody to come in and save the day or come in and salve all of your problems or make you know it's going to be okay or or you know or even talk you through all the problems you just may need somebody who's sympathetic understanding and who's compassionate and caring who will engage with you uh, and not be blown out of the water when you share the depths of your heart not be scared by it um, not run away from it not try to fix you um, if you're with a four you know just just to maybe to just observe it just observe you know what's going on on the inside and as they try to express that and let that richness and that beauty come out without trying to feel like you know you're threatened by that or that you need to repair or fix that fix that person 
Um, you enjoy connecting with people on the basis of shared authentic thoughts and emotions, and it's important for you to feel understood. Okay. I think we've talked about that. That you want to be understood for who you authentically are, not for some caricature caricature of you. Um, and I think if if somebody does, if you do feel like somebody understands you, then I think you feel like you could have a relationship with them. But if they don't understand you and they've kind of like minimized you and, you know, they've just kind of turned you into, oh yeah, you're Elaine, the lady that works, the human resources lady, and that's all you are to them, then that's probably all you're going to be to them. You probably won't pursue much of a relationship with them because they've already got you pegged. I think fours hate being pegged. Um, let me say it like this. I think twos want to know, what do you need from me? And then they kind of become that. Do you need a caregiver? Do you need a caretaker? Do you need a, a helpful friend? Do you need a an ear, a confidant? Then the two like sort of morphs into that thing you need. And they often feel like they know what you need better than you know what you need. Sometimes that's probably true, and sometimes it might not be. The three, I think, says, not what do you need, but what do you want? What do you applaud? What do you admire? What, what draws you in? What uh, do you get excited about? And then I think you can kind of then watch the three become that. They kind of morph into what people applaud and admire and their worth and value comes from that. Um, and they're sometimes called the chameleon, the charmer. The three wing two is the charmer and the three wing four is the professional. Okay. And then the four, I think says, Oh, you think you have me pegged? Well, I'll show you. And I think the four kind of moves away from where whatever people have made assumptions about them. You know, if somebody says, oh, you're the person, I was just talking to a four the other day who, who when they were a teenager, you know, they loved Christmas. They were all about Christmas as a child. And then one of their uncles or somebody in the family said, oh my goodness, uh, you're worse than the kids are about Christmas. And they made a big deal and embarrassed her in front of her family because she, you know, loved Christmas so much. And she said, from that moment on, I decided that Christmas will no longer be a big deal to me. And it hasn't been for 50 plus years, you know, 50 years. It has, she's, she's decided that, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of Christmas. And I hear that and I think that's kind of sad, you know, and I think it's not rational. And she probably at some level thinks it's not rational either. But I think it gets to that notion of, Oh, you think you have me pegged? You think you've identified me? You think you know who I am? Watch me morph away from that. And I think this can get fours into a lot of trouble because you Christmas is a good thing. It ought to be celebrated. It's a lot of fun. But now in her head, she can't because that's what the expectation is, is that she celebrates it. So she moves away from it. Well, that can go on and on and on in life, and you can find yourself missing out on a lot of wonderful things and things that you would naturally enjoy simply because you feel like if you take part in those things that maybe it will just cause you to blend in with the rest of the crowd. 
you know, if everybody loves popular music, then can you love popular music? If everybody likes L.A. Law or, you know, whatever the T T CSI, whatever, the then can you like those television shows that everybody else likes? You know, can you like American Idol? Can you like America's Got Talent? Can you like all those TV shows that everybody else watches? Because I think there's something in a four that says, well, if I like everything that everybody else likes, then, you know, what makes me then different? What makes me then special? Um, so I think sometimes there's a tendency within fours to kind of move away from what people expect. Or when people think, it's like, you think you got me pinned down, watch me move away from that definition or away from that construction of my personality. So fours want to be known authentically. Fours can sometimes feel inadequate and deficient because they can't help comparing themselves with others. And so they may feel like they're, we talked about this. All right, next one. Uh, it's easy for you to see what's missing in a given situation. Okay. Now, your attention kind of goes to what's lacking. Now, in a business environment, this can be really good because you know, you can help you can help a company or help an organization see where they're missing the boat, you know, and where they need to put some attention. Um however, that being said, I think this could also cause people in your life to look at you as a negative person. I think they might think, wow, you always see the dark side. Wow, you always see the downside. Wow, you always see, you know, how this could be better. Hmm. And they can maybe perceive that that really ability or skill you have might come across to them as a negative because you can always see the negative. You can always point out what, what's not right or what could be better or how it could be made different or how it can be made, you know. And that strength might be, don't be surprised. Let me say it like that. Don't be surprised if sometimes you could get frustrated because what you perceive as a strength gets perceived by others as, as a weakness. Okay, you have a talent for sensing what's going on at the emotional level within your team, your family, your organization. And so you can kind of, you can kind of read the messages that are underneath the surface because you're not concerned with surface things. You're concerned with deeper things. That, that could translate also into you're picking up, you know, sort of the signals that people are passing around in the office, the things they're not saying out loud. You're picking up on it and you're sensitive to it and you're reading it. You may not be reading it right, but you know something's going on. Something's not right between these two. Something's going on between this group. Something's, something's happening over here. You may, you may be sensitive to that stuff and may perceive things. Um, that uh, that might be going on beneath the surface. And the last thing is your comfort with deep emotions means you seek out, um, people seek you out when they're going through and they want to talk about pain in their own life. Um, and that's one of the things I think the force can really offer to the world is that ability to just sit with difficult difficulties. Um, you know, and let people go to the rock bottom. And fours will, I think, will sit there to the rock bottom with you and not be afraid, not be scared, not feel like they're going to get trapped. Or that if I sit here and listen to the trouble that you're in, that I'm somehow going to get stuck in that. I think fours are really good about being the deep sea divers. I think they're called of the soul. 
and you know they're they're willing to um, to let you authentically investigate your own feelings and then share them authentically, which is a great source of comfort and help for us when we are overcome. We need to be able to investigate our feelings and then be able to share them. That's one of the ways we get to a better mood and to a better sense of that life is going to be okay when we can unpack what's going on on the inside. I think Fours will let you do that without trying to fix you, without telling you, well, here's what you need to do. You know, I think eights, nines, and ones are all kind of immediately just thinking, well, what do you want me to do? You know, what do you want me to do? Why are you telling me this if you don't want me to do something? And a four, I think, is more willing to just listen, you know, and help you get to the bottom of you. Um, all right. Well, if you want to read more and you're more and you're interested in going a little deeper, I would recommend this book, The Nine Types of Leadership by Beatrice Chestnut. It's very helpful, very good. And uh, I found it to be quite accurate um, and, and very encouraging. So until I see you guys again, be present to life. Uh, don't be so focused on what's not there, on how things can be different or how everybody has it better than you do or how you're better than everybody else that you can't see and appreciate what's right in front of you, that you fail to appreciate what you have. Um, I'll talk to you guys later and see you next time.